the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. We are the only show on all of talk radio that is about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which if you think about it, aside from politics, it's everything. We can tell you how to buy a home, sell a home, evict, well, I evict someone if you need to, and we hope it doesn't get to that, um, even to get your kids out, you know, those ones that want to be professional students at 35 years old. Uh, my co-host, Jerry Feeney, is with me. Jerry good is morning. a prominent real... Good morning, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, as everyone knows, is a prominent real estate attorney in New York with a wealth of knowledge about every aspect of real estate. Uh, Jerry will be happy to answer any legal questions you might have. Not only is Jerry's advice very smart, but it's also free. And I don't know if you've been uh, using any attorneys lately, but they clock you by the minute. So I encourage you to call us with any of your real estate legal questions that are not too personal at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And um, Ace, who's usually with us, I think he's at the, um, a banking conference. And uh, so we have someone here from our mortgage company, from Citizens Bank, that will call in at any place. And Ace says to say everyone he misses you, and he's sorry that he can't call in today, but he's on a panel of speakers this morning at this time. Uh, but Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender, Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and um, it is the third largest originator of loans in the Northeast, and it's a great place to apply for a mortgage or a home equity loan. As we know, I mean, I took my mortgage out from citizens, and they're great. And they really treat everyone as an individual. They really take the time. Um, and believe me, I've been through a lot of mortgage companies, and I wouldn't recommend something that I don't use, and I've used them, and that's who I use. Um, but you can, and they're still, they're big, but they're little. They take the time because everyone's an individual, and everyone's needs are different. Um, they also help their customers by, by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking that 24-7. So if you're an insomniac like me, you could probably do it at 2 in the morning. Mm. Um, they have a customer contact center and the convenience of approximately 3,200 ATMs and approximately 11, maybe 1,200 branches in 11 states. So you should give citizens a call or get us a line or... 
Email us. Oh, their phone number, in case you need it, is 866. Oh, our phone number, 866-970-9622. That's call us in with a question. And um, if we can't get it by today, we will get it to you in the beginning of the week. At the top of our second hour, we're going to be talking with Mike Conti, one of New York's top insurance experts. Mike is a principal at Conte Perino Insurance Agency here in New York City and a former president of the Council of Insurance Brokers of Greater New York. And without doubt, probably one of the most knowledgeable people I know in the insurance business. And you know, insurance is tricky because I don't know that everyone really understands what it covers and what it doesn't cover. And sometimes, you know, people get policies and they really don't read them or really understand them. And then we have a a flood or they might have a hurricane or something and it doesn't cover it. So you really want to make sure that you know what your policy covers and what it doesn't. And I know with me, I don't know why I have Paul Brennan on the show with me today because Paul runs um, our Hamptons region and he has, what I say, probably was born and bred in the Hamptons. Uh, most people I know in the Hamptons uh, weren't born here. And Paul, welcome to have you on the show. Thank you, Dottie. I'm glad to be here. Yes, I grabbed him this morning because I saw him early in the morning because he was one of the originals that you weren't. Your dad was a farmer, wasn't he? He was. So he's watched the Hamptons grow and change. But uh, I Up with the chickens. Yes, you are always up with the chickens <laughs> and also going to sleep early. Uh, I'd have to wake him up sometimes. Um, but we will do as soon as, um, in a little bit, Paul, we're going to talk about the market reports for the Hamptons, they were not great, and we're going to talk to Paul about whether we think that tax, the tax laws uh, added to that. And I'm not sure, but we're going to have Paul to give you an overview of second homes and the Hamptons and the market reports there. So we'll have Paul now, and then I just always tell you that on this day, I tell you what happens, on this day in 1667, which is many years ago, Blind and impoverished John Milton sold a copyright of the masterpiece, Paradise Lost, for, I guess, $10. But $10 oh. must have been a lot of money then. No, probably still less than it was worth. <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> I guess so, Jerry. <laughs> now, this is a big one, Jerry. I don't know if you'd know about this, but on this day in 1962, Pampers, disposable diapers were patents for the first time. Can you imagine? Well, so I wasn't around that, then, but I, but I do remember my mother telling me this whole idea of having to wash diapers and send them yeah. to the diaper service, which always sounded rather not appealing. But no, <laughs> in the days, they had to wash diapers by, yeah. you know, they washed them and had, you know, and uh-huh. as you know, babies go through a lot of diapers. So I, yeah. I didn't realize in 1962 that Pampers, whoever discovered that became rich, I'm sure. Great idea. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a great idea. They buy a lot of them. I know that. We have a yeah. baby visiting this weekend who's nine months old. I can attest they go through a lot of them. <laughs> Nine months. You have a baby yeah. visiting? I have a baby visiting, but I don't do I just say I call the daddy when the, uh, it's time for that. Right, right. Well, that's easier. <laughs> if today is your birthday, you're a Taurus, as you're a kind of person who can provide a shoulder to lean on, and you share your birthday with eight, the 18th president of the United States, Ulysses F. Grant, who was born today in 1822. By the way, there was a story about a woman in Montreal who was denied housing as a roommate, okay? She was not allowed housing as a roommate because she was a Capricorn, and Capricorns are bossy, so they say. (laughs) Um, The rejection letter said, I love Capricorns. 
<laughs> but I don't think I want to live with one. Capricorns are not protected by the law in Canada, <laughs> eventually. So imagine that. not here either, by the way, but uh, that's a new one. That's a new yeah, one. that's I really a new one. I mean, you really have to be into yeah. what sign astrology not, uh, to... What sign would you not want to have a roommate as, Donnie? Um, Tauruses are tough. You're a Taurus. They're no, really no, tough. no, yeah, but I, I, I like Tauruses, so they're yeah, tough. Yeah. I, maybe an Aries. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Not someone who's too bossy either. I'll uh-huh. be the boss. Let them be laid back. Uh, but of all I think reasons. everybody would rather have a but right? Anybody would rather have somebody who's laid back and then they can I'd rather have rule. somebody that pays the rent. I mean, you know. Well, that's like, really. <laughs> see, that's an attorney. No Capricorn and then get somebody else in there who doesn't pay the rent and hope she's happy with that. But whatever. That's I've, ne- a, I've never seen that before. Paul, maybe they can do that in the summer rentals in the Hamptons. So, you know, yeah. No, no Capricorns. No Capricorns, exactly. Right. So since I've made Paul, I said, please, you've got to talk about this. You're the expert. He's been here, and I, 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 um, I'm going to. I said, so he's been kind enough to not only get me coffee but to stay so that we can do this. What are you seeing? You want to give us an overall of what the uh, market reports came out that Jonathan Miller did for us in the Hamptons? Well, it's very interesting, Dottie, and, and Jerry, I'm sure, can attest to this. I'm, I'm sure it mirrors what New York is going through at the moment. Um, generally speaking, the, the word is down. Uh, everything seems to be on hold. Um, from my perspective, we've been waiting now almost a year for things to change around, but every quarter seems to be either steady or going down. And Is it going down in sales, or are you talking about price? Like, you know, how Both. many sales were priced? Both, because uh, what's, what's I, I often say what's selling is uh, begins with the three Ds, you know, divorce, debt, and um, death. what's the third? Death, yeah. Those. Wait a second. Oh, that, I never heard that before. So selling is the divorce, three Ds? Debt, death, what's yeah. selling, yeah. <laughs> death, divorce, and debt. Oh, okay. I'll, if, it falls I'll under, that. if it falls under that, that category, then they're, then they're sellers. That's and how that I used to remember it, the wives of Henry VIII, too. <laughs> Divorce, decapitate, and die. Those were the, how you remember Well, those anyway, are three Ds, too. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, those, if, if you fall into those categories, and those uh, are motivated sellers, and generally speaking, they're coming off their prices anywhere from 25 to maybe almost 50% in some cases wow. from the ask, from the upper asking prices. So there has been an, quite an adjustment in prices, and I'd say pretty much it has to be at least 20% at the moment. But now let me ask you, Paul, that's at the high end. I thought I was reading something in the reports that said that there was, five, the, the, there was an increase in sales on the lower end of the Hamptons. Or The second highest market share of sales below a million in five years. Yes, below a million. So in other words, what's happening and I think maybe we, we can talk about this because I don't think it's just the Hamptons. Now, they're blaming it on the tax law, like the new taxes where you can't deduct right. uh, much. Um, and they're saying that's the reason that sales declined. Um, now, sales declined on the higher end. I, I, as you can see in the market reports, at below a million, it's increased every month, yes. every quarter, I believe. Right. So. What are you saying? Do you think it's a tax award? You you know, the enigma, and maybe Jerry can chime in because I'd like to hear what he has to say about this. I've asked just about everybody and every walk of life uh, from the city who's in the the 
financial markets saying, why, if, if all the indicators are up, if the stock market is up, if people are making more money, if, um, if things seem to, economy seems to be going well, why isn't that reflected in the market out here? Because generally speaking, uh, historically, when those um, indicators are up, then we're doing just fine. But it seems very, very, um, uh, as I said, uh, there's no momentum in the market. There are certain things selling. And as you pointed out, Dottie, below a million is certainly the case. But the, there's a general malaise in the market that is just, just hasn't really picked up since almost a year now. I think malaise is exactly the right word. And, you know, I, I agree. If you look at the numbers, if you're just looking from the outside in and, and not – seeing what was actually happening. But if you look at all the fundamentals, they all point to what should be a very robust market right now. I've got to believe it's just political instability and uncertainty. And I think that people, particularly my observation in doing this business, you know, for a while is that people of means tend to get very nervous when there's instability in politics. And we have a, we have a period right now of, of pretty significant political instability. And so I think that that makes people pause and say, let's just stand still, wait, see how it bets out. I did see an uptick after the interim elections. I saw, a, a, you know, anecdotally a, a pretty significant uptick, I thought, January, February. And then it slowed down again. I just, I just think people are nervous. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what else to account for. I really don't because I well, agree that's, with Paul. That, that's exactly the point, how to put your finger on it. I mean, we've always, in any other markets of similar uh, – You could point to something. Uh, you could point to something, and there's yeah. nothing to point to. Yeah. One interesting uh, conversation I had with a person who's on Wall Street, a hedgie, um, said that people are buying in Florida. Rather than buying here, they're, they're, because of the tax law, they're vacating buying mm -hmm. here and just going right down to Florida and uh, sort of skipping the Hamptons and saying, well, we're, you know, because the tax laws are beneficial for them down there, they might as well head down there now as opposed in a few years. So yeah. whether that's uh, well, actually true, I don't know. I've, you know, again, I haven't done, um, I couldn't tell you that I've documented it, but when I, what I do see the older, the baby boomers that are on the older end of the baby boomers, so they're probably in their 60s, mid-60s, around that age, maybe a little less around there, they are, if they can, and there are people that have gone to Florida pretty much traditionally, over the years during the holidays and things, even if they don't live there, they just went there, so they're very familiar with it. Um, if they, you see, if they can find a way, because as we've done on the show before, it's tough you, to change residencies. You really have to be there. You can't play with the, they'll get you. You can't play around with that. You have to be there six months. And so, but I see more people doing that because it's a big amount of money to save in taxes. Now, Jerry, you even told me at one time, not that you would do it, but that your accountant said. And Oh, yeah. I mean, when the tax laws changed, I mean, there were a lot of people that were calling their accountants and saying, well, what's the reality here? You know, I mean, I do see a lot. Of, I do a, ten, a lot of 1031 exchanges where people are selling investment property, buying other investment property. And I must say that the direction that they're going is selling elsewhere and going towards Florida. I see a lot of buying activity in Florida also. I think with a view towards they'll buy investment property in Florida and then maybe in five or ten years if they retire, they'll convert it to a residence down there. So I, I agree. I think Florida is benefiting from this. you know. And we, we've got walloped a couple of times now. We got walloped in the tax reform and then New York City got walloped 
recently with the new budget with, you know, increase in mansion tax, increase in seller transfer tax on the high end. It's just like, you know, you can only keep going to the well so many times before people say, you know what, I'll, I'll just go to Florida. Well, that's what I'm saying, Jerry. I'm saying that, you know, people will pay more to live and stay in New York City, and they're okay with that because it has an, it really offers something, and you could get a little bored in Florida sometimes. But there comes a point where they say, wait a second, this is ridiculous. And so I think that New York better put the brakes on. Uh, I think because we are the highest state taxes. They recently, as you know, they put a mansion tax on, which in uh, New York, I might seem like a mansion to everyone here on the, listening to the show, but I th- what is it, $2 million or something like that? Or, <laughs> well, it, I mean, it always applied to a million or above, but now when it goes above $2 million, there's an additional mansion tax, and then there's more money that the seller has to pay, too. And, you know, as I say, you can only keep balancing your budget on the backs of the wealthy before they eventually say, I've had enough. The reason why wealthy people are wealthy is because they watch the money very carefully, and they're just going to leave. And then you're not going to get it back. And we've been warning about that for you know years. And yeah. boy, they just don't well, seem like anybody listens. We've been saying it on the show that if you look at who pays the taxes, as much as everyone wants to take, 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 take more from the wealthy, most of the taxes, at least in New York, are paid by the top uh, percentage of, 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 of income earners. And so if they leave, I don't know who's going to pay the taxes. And other states are glad to take them. And so now with this, and then there's a congestion tax now, which I'm not sure how that's going to work or not. I know they have it in London. I think we spoke about it on the show. But I thought it started, like, not yet. And uh, and let me tell you, right before I was in Chicago and I uh, just came back from an NAR, National Association of Realty Conference, which um, they predict, by the way, and Ron, thanks for filling in for Ace, Ron is from Citizens Bank. He's uh, here with us. Thank you. If you have mortgage questions. Uh, They said uh, the the national, the chief economist for the NAR nationally said that, you know, they are looking at the next year or two as good, even though some forecasted, had forecasted a, a recession. Why? Because when things are good, what comes up must go down. So that's, you know, that's Jerry and I kid around. We want to be one of these people that makes forecasts that never come true or a weather person that tells you it's going to be really sunny when it was torrential rains yesterday. Uh, So uh, they predict it's going to be a good two years. And they also predict that interest rates will stay low or around what they are now for the next two years. So that's really good. I don't know if this is from the New York taxes, but now there's a congestion tax on also. And I don't think that started yet, but I was right before I left for Chicago, I was in a cab and what normally would have been a seven or eight dollar ride that I was going to where I had to be uh, was 12 or 13 dollars. So I said to the cab driver, listen, this is only seven or eight dollars. I go here all the time. And he said, well, congestion tax. (laughs) And I said, I didn't think it started yet. Okay. Well, he started his. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. And I said, well, I don't think it started yet. I said, I do a radio program. I'm pretty sure it started. I yeah. talked about it. Uh, his congestion pricing was up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I, you know, I know we're going to come to a break soon, but I'll finish up the story. So I just want to warn everybody, if you're in the city, because yeah. I ended up paying it. I, I, I mean, I was, I, he stopped and I was going to have a fight with him. I mean, I just paid it. And even though I thought he was full of it. So, well, but I know that's there's a lot gonna... of add-ons in the taxis now that I, I didn't know before. But, um, you know, after the break, I'd be curious to hear from Paul what, what, what he sees in terms of 
age demographics and buying it. It seems to me that our younger people still looking as much out east, or are they going elsewhere? That's what I've heard. I don't know. I'll be interested to hear what he has to say. Yeah, it will be interesting to get your read on it. We'll be right back. We'll be talking about some of the trends and some of the national trends and some of the local trends and what we see, but that could change on a dime. It's like an election year, so it depends on who, I guess, who ends up in. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Time to put things into perspective. Hi, this is Patrick Cullen, president. Very important priorities, the unconscionable statistic that each day, 22 of America's bravest returning veterans take their lives. They survived the war. Now they must survive the peace. The other priority, the word cancer has been on our lips for all too long. These two priorities are not being answered until now. The answer is called Gold Shield. It's simple. If you're a business, large or small, become a Gold Shield member. Go to thegoldshield.us. Just do the right thing for our veterans and cancer research. If you're a consumer, shop where you see the Gold Shield. If you're a merchant, we need you to sign up today. Go to thegoldshield.us or call 888-526-9111. The Gold Shield. US. Hi, this is Patrick Cullen, President of the New York State Supreme Court Officers Association. Join me for Justice Matters as we take over the AM 970 airwaves every Sunday at noon. Court officers play a pivotal role serving at the front lines of court security in criminal, family, and civil courthouses throughout New York City and the 9th Judicial District. Justice Matters will bring a fresh new perspective on the current challenges and issues facing our criminal justice system and the impact they have on all New Yorkers. The New York State Supreme Court Officers Association's members are uniformed officers in the courts throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Orange, and Dutchess counties. And we are affiliated with the AFL-CIO and the International Longshoremen's Association. SCOA's mission is to continue to improve benefits and protect the rights of all of our members. If it's noon on Sunday, it's time for Justice Matters on AM 970, The Answer. This is Dr. Howard, founder and formulator of Balance of Nature. We're changing America one life at a time. The balance of nature is a vital part of my recovery. Balance of Nature is one of the best products. If there was no other product I could take, I would probably take the Balance of Nature. So that is a superior product. It's a vital part of my recovery program from Lyme disease. It's a tremendous product. I've had Lyme disease for 20 years, and uh, I would recommend Balance of Nature. Uh, I, in other words, I know all the, uh, the, the important products, uh, the best products on the market for recovery from long-term illness. And I would certainly recommend Balance of Nature as a, a vital part of anybody's recovery, regardless of what their illness is. I am so impressed with what uh, Dr. Howard has done. He's really made a major contribution to the nation's health and just improving so many conditions for so many people. I can't tell you how good it makes you feel and how perfectly it makes your body work. You just want everybody to take it because they don't know how good they can feel. It's amazing stuff. I was just thinking about everything, and it's really since I started on Balance of Nature. And yes, it takes some time to build up, but um, I feel good. It, it's such a good product. I, I, I just really can't get over how not good I felt before, and then now uh, I feel fantastic, really. The more I have of the fruits and veggies, the better I feel. 
As you know, the price of produce is always on the rise. Have the confidence to know you're getting the best possible price for organically grown whole fruits and vegetables with Balance of Nature. Call now to see how you can lock in your price of fruits and vegetables and get free shipping on every order. Call 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code the answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. And I think a lot of the older people kind of move We're on. back, Dottie? Yeah. And the big houses are not as... Dottie, we're back. So I want to ask you that question because you still... You really we're live. Hi. <laughs> we're back. We're here to- Yes. And we're sorry, we're listening to Ion Real Estate, and I'm here with Jerry Feeney, um, our legal expert. And uh, I have Paul Brennan as a special guest today. We're talking about second home markets, um, whether the tax laws have affected them in New York, and uh, also about who that buyer is that's buying. And do they, because I remember the, the baby boomers, which was, was, and I say past tense, the largest demographic, they're getting older, and they're, as you get older, you do different things. And so we see a lot of, as Jerry and I were talking about, you see a lot of a push with those older baby boomers now saying, you know what, I'm slowing down a little bit. You know, I hate the cold, because when you get older, the cold bothers you more for some reason. And, uh, you know, there's, they're, they're kind of moving to Florida in stages, but as they get older, they're, they're making what might have been their property that they rented, you know, and went a couple of months a year, or they're making that full time. The Hamptons, to me, second houses really were very big uh, the last couple of years uh, in the sense that, and it doesn't matter if it was the Hamptons or the Jersey Shores, people, people could get away. And when you have a second home, trust me on it, when you want to go on a vacation with your family, it's a whole to do. Plane fare, going to the airport, hotels, this, that. It's a whole to do. If you have a second home that's relatively close to your primary residence that you can drive to, whether it's Cape Cod or any place that's kind of by the ocean, you can go with your family a lot more and you can use it a lot more. Uh, yeah, Jerry has a second home that's drivable, and you use it almost every weekend. Uh, uh, oh, no, every weekend. Every weekend. Right. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you know, you, you can never replace that. And and even though it's drivable, when you get to a certain place out of, out of the city or out of where your, your suburbs, and you get to where there's, you know, there's lakes or there's oceans, you start to feel like you're in a whole different place. It's like a mini vacation. So I saw that rising, that people felt that was a good thing. But what we're seeing on the high end, which is not something that's just a Northeast thing or a New York thing or a North, it's really nationally. We're seeing uh, a decline in people wanting those mega homes um, and those mansions and people saying, you know, I want nice finishes, I want good product, but I maybe don't need it as big. And Paul uh, Brennan, who, God, how long, I don't want to put your age up here because... I don't. 65, Dottie. I'm, I'm one of those. <laughs> but, but you look great. And But how long? You've been selling real estate for how long Four, in the Hamptons? 40 years. 
40 years. And when I tell you, if there's anybody who knows the zoning, who knows this place inside and out, it is him. Okay, what are you seeing and the differences over the years? Because I don't think it's just about the Hamptons. I'm seeing this happen. I think, you know, it, I don't think somebody would not buy a house just because of the taxes, unless it was a much less expensive house. What are you seeing in the mega homes? You just sold a, a pretty substantial home, didn't you? For a night, yes, I actually sold a, a, a Edward Albee's house uh, in Montauk. Oh, wow. Um, he did uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, very, very famous playwright, um, to a celebrity, in, which shall remain nameless. Oh, <laughs> you never that. tell. He never tells. <laughs> Paul's like with the sealed lips there. <laughs> you know, Jerry, they're those things called NDAs. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but that, that's – and there have been a number of sales that have taken place, uh, large sales. One – actually just went into contract on Sag Pond. Um, they called it uh, Sag Pond um, on Goldman Pond because uh, all the guys from Goldman were buying it. On Goldman <laughs> Pond. I like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Instead of on Goldman Pond. So, That's very clever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a very, very nice, owned by Victor Elmale, who was there for years, who's Worldwide Holding Corporation. Uh, he passed away. His wife just passed away. And again, this falls under the category of the three Ds. Um, mm -hmm. But the estate had to sell it, and it sold reasonably $26 million, which is a fairly substantial house. The house is not um, not has has needs in need of renovation, but beautiful beautiful setting. You can see the pond and the ocean all at once, and it's quite nice. The, so that just sold. Um, so there are things, if it's quality, 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 things will sell. And generally speaking, as we all know, people who have money usually hold on to it. And um, But when quality comes about at the right price, there are people there to buy it. The problem is, in the high end, most people don't have to sell. Therefore, they're not looking to sell at a discount price. So things... Uh, this uh, called the Mexican standoff. You know, you just so things just sit, and that and that's a cycle that has happened. I would say in in the years that I've been selling real estate, at least five five times, that where high end properties just sit. Well, let me say this: um, I don't disagree with you, but I think there's this fundamental difference, and it's good for our listeners to know this. With a person who's buying a primary residence, meaning I'm, you know, I'm going to live here full time, and uh, or I sold my full time house, now I have to buy another house to live in full time, or somebody who's buying a second home, it's a very different type of sale True. because the second home buyer doesn't have to buy. That's correct. Okay, they don't need to buy. They are. It's a nice thing for them to do, uh, but if they don't see anything, they don't have. You know, they have a place to live. And if they really want to go to this place, they can do an Airbnb or they can rent a hotel or they can go to a hotel. So it's not a, a – it, 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 they generally have to want to buy. And the sellers – okay, now not all. There are, so there are sellers who are going to be in distress, and those people will sell it right away. But for the people that have the money, as Paul said, don't have to sell. So they sit. So it'll, it'll sit in a, in a, in a, and uh, – <laughs> For, for quite some time, it's been a year now, I would say. 
But then the market comes down, the prices begin to come down, because the, generally speaking, overall market, I mean, we have an increase in inventory of 87%. Now that's, but <laughs> now you're going to make people think you can get anything for free here, and well, that's not but true. I, but, my, but my point <laughs> is uh, the market will come down. It's going to continue to correct, and, uh, and you have to – so what would your advice be to somebody who's looking to buy a second home, regardless of the price? Keep looking. Look we, and make offers. And right. if, if mm-hmm. somebody says no, they don't accept your offer, then put a standing offer in. In other words, say, okay, like if you don't want to counter that offer, then say, well, then I'm going to leave my offer in. And if you get somebody who's going to pay higher and you take it, good luck. Not, you know, but if you don't and you do change your mind, because sometimes people all of a sudden one day they say, you know what? Now, not always, but sometimes they might just say, you know what? I'm just going to sell it. So it's a good time to buy for those of you who are looking for a second it home. It, it really is a great time to buy. Uh, and I don't think you're going to steal anything. You know, people think. You can steal things just like they'll call me up, Daddy, how do you go to these foreclosure sales? And they think they're going to get these foreclosures for nothing. And I tell them, don't even waste your time because professional people who do that for a living go to the foreclosure sales. They know how to bid. You have to have a lot I'll of them are sighted. with and sharks, and we generally don't like to swim with sharks. Yes. Um, sure. But Jerry asked you a question before the break. He said, who yeah. do you see buying? The profile yeah, of buyer? Just, yeah, I was just curious, you know, the – the anecdotally, I hear younger people are exploring other areas in addition to the Hamptons now when they get into a second market category. Maybe they're going upstate and things like that. Are you seeing any change in, in the people that are buying? Well, the, the again, Wall Street sort of rules out here for the mm-hmm. most part, and the market is often driven by Wall Street. Now, what happened at the, on the fourth quarter um, of last year, I think, put a dent in – people's ambitions to come out here and buy this quarter, um, hopefully uh, that will rectify itself after this quarter and that segment of the market, let's say between 5 and $15 million, uh, will begin to uh, come back to life because I have to tell you that uh, of that 87% of inventory, probably 80% is that price range between 5 and $15 million. Mm-hmm. But when you see um – but no, you know, those, those younger time, people are not buying. Yeah. You're not. Those they're younger not. people are not buying. Yeah. Why do you say? Oh, when you say young, what, what, well, I think we have a say, break. I think we're going to have to take okay. a break. But when you say young, that's a word that could mean a lot of things. So we're going to hold that until we come back with the break. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. We'll be right back.
I'm Michael Conti. And I'm Michael Honig from Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive through and I can purchase it like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113, or visit them online at honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino, not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21-inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-651-0798 to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. 1-800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970 and Mike will give you 30% off plus free shipping. That's right, 30% off and free shipping with promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh, yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm here with Jerry Feeney. You're listening to I on Real Estate with our guest, Paul Brennan, who's really an expert in real estate, been here for 40 years, and certainly an expert in the Hamptons. And we're talking about homes and general trends. And before we just finish that conversation about who's buying and what age, and I said to Paul, I mean, when you say young, what does that mean? Young means a lot to different people. Different. He said 25 to 35, and I would say that for the most part, unless they're Wall Street guys or women, 25 to 35, they're usually buying their first home. And especially now that people get married later, have children later, you know, um, I, I, I think that's one of the reasons. But I, I really want to take two seconds and see what you think. And I think everyone knows my friend Brad Inman, who does a lot of the Inman stuff. He wrote this, and he wrote, Is it time to rethink home? And he wrote, Here's why. Our homes have changed, becoming more complicated, but also more significant to our lives. And while more of us live alone, we welcome animals, family members, and strangers to stay in our home. On any given night, 2 million people fall asleep in a stranger's home through air and B, rentals. That's a lot. We are spending more time in our homes as everything comes to us. Cinema at home, entertain us, food delivery feeds us, and the shopping mall sits in the living room as we order clothes that are delivered to our home. And we work from home. <laughs> yeah. The number of people, you, would, you see, you read that. The number of people working at home has doubled mm-hmm. since 2005. The number of companies that offer work-at-home options have grown 40% in the past five years. Yes. And that's, independent, a, that's a significant trend. 40% that is, in five years. That's huge. 40% is huge. Now, add independent contractors to the mix, and at-home workers will someday outnumber those stuck in an office zapped yep. by excruciating commutes. And, of course, the congestion tax won't help. Okay? I had to put that in. Our homes still protect us from the outside world. Okay? And I think this is really well said. Once inside our homes, the legal concept intrusion of solitude protects us even further. If a woman with binoculars climbs up a ladder in her driveway and watches you Take up your clothes in the bedroom. You, they would go to jail. The police face a much harder time getting a warrant to search your home than assessing your cell phone records or tracking you through all of the ways they can track you with your cell phone. The right of people to secure in their persons and houses against unreasonable searches and seizures is still very well enforced. An estimated 40% of American households keep at least one gun in the house. Not me. Um, 24 states have special defense laws, stand your ground statues, when one is threatened by a home intruder. Property crimes in most places are at a record low. But statistically, the biggest threat to your safety may be your spouse killing you or harming you in your house. And most people, yeah. And most people commit, listen, well, and most people commit suicide at home. Yeah, unfortunately. More people live alone. 110 million. Now, that's 110 million adults are single. But more older people are doubling up with friends now. 
The average household size shrank 25% in the last 60 years. So hmm. we're having smaller families. But extended families that live together is trending with adult children staying at home much longer. That's why they're not ready for their second home at 30. They're lucky yeah, they left kidding. their house. Right. Okay. Great rent where they live. <laughs> yeah, free rent. I mean, it beats them all. <laughs> And despite it, shrinking household sizes, an average new home today is 1,000 square feet larger than 1973. Hmm. Single women, and this is such a market that consumers really, I mean, you know, even the real estate business, they're really off on this because single women living alone, okay, are really an increasing force in buying. I mean, people now don't have to be married. If you go back 25 years ago, it's kind of you bought a house. When you got married, you're going to have kids. Now, single men, single women, people buy homes. It doesn't, you don't need to be married. Right. Owning a home is still the preferred way that we live, except for a modest uptick or slight decline during an economic boom or, boom or recession. The home ownership rate has hovered around 65% over the last 60 years. So is home where the heart is? Of course, at least I say that. That is where we feel freely to cry, love full on, and face heartbreak. It is a home sweet home, as well as much sweeter than most other places in our busy lives. It's mm. where we find our peace. Well, as usual, Brad, you know, hit it right on. He's, he, he sees trends. and. That's why he's been successful. I think the, the remote work thing, the, the shift in it and how quickly it happened has been astounding. I mean, I look at the way I work now. Uh, I more often am working from one of my home office setups than in an office. And I went from two years ago, you know, being very difficult for you to convince me as an employee to allow you to work remotely. Now I encourage it. Now it's a benefit that I once I know an employee and trust them, I encourage them to remote in from home a couple of days a week to have a better lifestyle. It's a trend that's definitely happening. And I think when, when people think of that in, in home ownership, now it becomes a different paradigm. Maybe you can spend a little bit more on your home because it's also a workspace for you too. I, I absolutely think that, and I think that the home, and I don't say that because I'm in the business. I say that because I think that the American dream, and I've been saying this, and Jerry and I have been really saying this for years because whenever there's a downtick, and there's not really a downtick, I just on the high end, and I think it's kind of flat. Uh, people like to say, well, that's the end, and you know, during the recessions. When I bought my home in the Hamptons during a recession, which everyone said, well, you're crazy, and of course, at that time, it was a big stretch for me. Um, I couldn't even believe it. You can get mortgages a lot easier then. So uh, you really, uh, but you know, the houses, the, the homes I felt if you buy right, you know, and you don't look to flip it and you just feel like you'll enjoy it. They, they, over time, they have always gone up. They've gone up, down, up, but the last 40 years, you just see prices keep on going up. And it's, to me, it sure beats rent. So um, although there's no guarantee, I still think that home ownership is here to stay. I, and as we said, people not even looking at the fact that most people work out of their homes now. And I, I think that trend is going to continue. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you, you know what else is going to continue? You'll see these um, workspace things where people can just kind of 
Oh, yeah. Get out of the Probably house and not have an yeah. office, but not yeah. have to pay the expense of a full office. Yeah. And, and, uh, and retail is changing. We see that. We see that retail outlets now, there's a lot of empty ones, and, and that they're changing to these sort of pop-up models, short three, six-month leases, because landlords have to rethink in this new market. Um, can I ask Paul about uh, what uh, what's going on with Airbnb and, and the Hamptons? I know the Hamptons was very aggressive about uh, short-term rentals and cracked down a lot of regulations. Have they kind of come to peace with Airbnb, or is it still at war? No, no, there's still there's still the battle going on. But I think Airbnb is probably winning the battle. To be honest with you, really, um, really? they've you know they've put a lot of uh, restrictions, uh, rental restrictions on, um, which I guess is good from from one perspective, but uh, I don't really think it's really impacting um, or, mm-hmm. or, uh, that market, that uh, the Airbnbs. They're just they're going full full tilt. Yeah, and I think you can only buck a trend so long. You know, New York has done right. the same thing. They're at, they're at war with Airbnb, but at the end of the day, millennials like this. They do. The the the, the newer generations like Airbnb. They want that flexibility, and yes. I think that we're going to have to. Uh, I, I, sorry about that. <laughs> I think we're going to have to, um, you know, come to terms with Airbnb, and everybody's going to have to live together. They're going to have to figure out a way to uh, allow Airbnb at the same time, you know, honor the the needs of homeowners to not have, you know, a constant transient uh, neighbor coming in. But um, I know that that it, what about these restrictions where you have to, you know, register it and thirty day minimums and everything like that? That's just well, hard there, to enforce. Paul? Yes. Well, it's not so much that it's hard to enforce. Um, people just don't want to do it. They can get yeah. away with not doing it. They're not doing it. But um, yeah. but the Hamptons yeah. was always tough when it comes to rentals. I mean, they they tried to monitor it, and well before that trend, you know, for years they tried to monitor it because they didn't want people to be spending like uh, twenty people in a house together, or uh, you know, with you know, a lot of the kids would get together and sell shares mm-hmm. and houses, and they tried to stop that. Um, so there was. Uh, you know, yeah, but even even so, Dottie, that's true. But that that's like renting a share house for the summer. Right. But but Airbnb, I mean, that's not for the summer. That's for a weekend. That's for a week. It's for a, you know, they're very short term hit and run rentals uh, that people can make uh, quite a bit of money on. Well, <laughs> some people swear by them. And I know a lot of people I know do. You won't catch me going to one because I really would be afraid that what was in, written in the that when I get there, it would be filthy or something would be bad about it that I wouldn't stay there. So, like, everyone's very different. But for me, that's yeah. not something I would do because but we want there are horror stories we, about them yeah. also where somebody went and it was filthy or the people, like, the, so I would prefer not to. But it is a trend, and I don't think it's going to go away. Yeah. Um, I think well, you have there, to look there are people trends. that like hotels like we do. I mean, I think Dottie and I are similar in that we go away, we like stay in a hotel with services and things like that. But, you know, there's this this trend is, is another one that just came out of nowhere to me. Yeah. You know, well, my point is you're trend. right. There are a lot of trends. You know, retail now, they're going to be taking less space, and you're, you're, you're supposedly going to have to be an experience. So you're going to have to provide that consumer um, with an experience when you go into the store, something that's kind of mm-hmm. interactive and and. And so, and I look at trends, and um, on the plane, I bought this magazine, and it was trends, and it was franchises, or, you know, or what mm-hmm. things were really hot. And one of the things that was really hot, which I know is true, because I have a lot of young, young people working for me, they, 
it's used stuff, like designer oh, stuff yes. that's used. Yes, okay? absolutely. So, absolutely. So and we're not talking... These, uh, we're not talking, you know, throwaway clothes. We're talking about used, vin- you know, uh, designer stuff. You know, all like, designer which, stuff that's yeah. used. And these yeah. kids come out with Rolexes and mm-hmm. Cartiers and, and and Chanel bags, and they buy them slightly worn. Slightly worn, and most of the people that bought them probably never even used them or use them very little. And there's like such a trend there that they're selling uh, kind of these franchises that kind of, you know, do that. And so if you look at trends, you know, you have to look at the demographics, and they're a very different generation. But I do believe, and everything that I read really concurs with that, that Americans still like to own homes. Yes, I think And that is not, as far as I see, going out of style or not an aspiration for somebody who's younger to have. Um, it's still part of the American dream, and I don't think it's one of the trends you're going to see fading. It might have its ups and downs, its peaks and valleys. Uh, and again, Jerry, you said it kind of in the beginning, and I think the politics that are going on now really kind of make the everyone really uncertain to where this place is going to end up. And it's, it's so, the only I, thing I can think of to account for the slowdown, Donnie. I really can't. You know, I'm like, like Paul. I'm, I, I sit here sometimes perplexed that, you know, we have these really great numbers. <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah, yes, it was 3.2. Uh, the- yeah, I mean, it's great. These are great interest rates and unemployment's virtually non-existent. Inflation is low. All the factors are there other than this level of, of you know, just nervousness, I think, about um, national politics. Yeah, I, I again, and as I said, nationally, uh, uh, I, again, would say that it's pretty much the same everywhere. Uh, I think it's now not a buyer's market or a seller's market. I think it's kind of transitioning to um, it was a seller's market. Then I think it's kind of in a transition, and I think it's kind of, kind of, you know, a market that's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the transactions are there. It's just that the high, high end. You know, and I, you know, I have offices, we have offices at Douglas Elliman all over. So people would say to me, Donnie, why can't we have our house for putting the papers the way, not advertised where they don't put press on it. Well, nobody really wants to hear about an average house for sale. They want to hear about a movie star's house or somebody right. that sold like some big estate. So you don't hear as much press on, on real estate anymore. You don't hear as much on it. I think that just from my week. Yeah, from my read, and, and, and I think we're going to end up with, you know, going on our, our news, uh, I think that it's just taking a deep breath. I think it's still a good market, and I think that for you, if you've never gotten in the market, you should get in. And if you're at the high end and you believe in real estate, it is a, a terrific time to buy. Uh, terrific. Uh, so that's my read on it. Paul, thank before you, you get off, thank Daddy. you for so much for being thank here. Paul. Thank you. Yeah. And have a great and thanks. We'll be right back after the news with Michael Constant. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank NA. 
Season 3 star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 